Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another message of hope and inspiration. This word was laid on my heart during a night watch. Uh, I just want to, what does victory feel like? The, night, the title of this message would be, what is victory? And what does victory feel like? If you've been going through a long season of feeling defeated, feeling that things just don't work your way or things are not going the way that you want. But how do victory feel? And I'm going to take a, a moment of a brief break from talking about David. But to give someone hope in this season for victory in their lives over their circumstances and everything that they're dealing with. So I hope today that you are feeling good. I hope today that you are feeling encouraged. I hope that you feel and know that you are blessed beyond measure. I pray that God would give you your heart's desire today. I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. I believe that all the things that uh, may ail you or cause you problems, I truly believe that God cares about those circumstances and situations. So I'm excited about this word that God has given me. What does victory feel like? And we're going to go to what is considered to be the oldest book of the Bible, the book of Job. And, we, and we're going to see what victory feels like. Because when you look at the book of Job, you know that so many horrific things had happened to Job. Uh, he lost everything, even his children. He had to go through even sickness. Even he had to go through the ridicule of his friends because of his faith and trust in God. You know, uh, in my series about Job, when I talked about how Satan had a conversation with God, we found out that Job was a mature worshiper uh, in character in his life. In other words, he never charged God with wrongdoing. Even though his world had crashed, he still trusted God. Even though his friends were trying to accuse him of being the reason why things didn't work the way they supposed to work for him in his life. But we find out in the end that Job gets victory in his life. And so I want to talk about that today. Now, I don't know if you're going through any type of depression, uh, if you're thinking about committing suicide, if you just feel like that you don't, uh, just don't want to be here or you just don't know what you're going to do. I want to let you know that God loves you and you are not alone. I'm talking about you may be in the house by yourself. You may even be surrounded by people and they're talking and you just feel like that you're there by yourself because you feel like people don't relate to you at this present time. But we're going to talk about what victory feels like and we're going to see it through the eyes of Job because Job went through what we call a modern day hell. You know, most theologians believe that this trial lasted about nine months or maybe to a year. That, that what Job had went through. But let me tell you about God. 
When God shows up for you, he will show out. Can I get an amen? When God shows up for you, he will show out. So don't lose heart and don't lose faith in God and his word. Trust God, even when it seems impossible. See, sometimes, you know, the reason for the test is to provoke you to cry out to God and also to trust God, even when it appears that death is on the way. You know, one thing about Daniel, you know, uh, he trusted God. You know, like I'm in a season of praying three times a day. You know, Daniel didn't care what people thought. When they had, had the king make a decree that no one should pray for 30 days, Daniel didn't stop praying three times a day. He was bold enough to open his windows and kneel before the Lord three times a day and talk to God about his people. See, Daniel wasn't praying basically for himself. He was praying for his nation. He was praying for all the people. He didn't know them all by name. He just knew that they needed to be back home, that they needed to have God around them. So I want you to be excited because I'm very excited. And I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And we're going to dive into this. And like I said, today I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And, you know, I'll be starting in Job chapter 38. And I'll be bouncing around up even up to uh, Job 42. So I want, you know, for content, you know, if you want to, uh, to see how victory, what victory looks like and what it feels like, we're going to see it the eyes of Job. You know, I don't, uh, before we start and get started and all this good stuff about Job and uh, all these wonderful things and about this, what victory feels like. What does victory feel like? Job knows because he knew defeat. See, sometimes failure is not a bad thing because failure will let you know what success is. Because you had to have failed to even know what success looks like. And so Job has some failures in his life. But he knows what success is because success comes back and it overtakes the defeat, the failure. Because the success blooms larger than the failure or the defeat. So I want you to be excited. Let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today. Father, I pray for the people who need you in this season, this COVID season. Father, we're getting close and close to Christmas where we celebrate the birth of Christ. But also, we're going to celebrate uh, our holiday where we give gifts to one another out of love and compassion. But also in this time, Father, there are certain people who are missing their loved ones that, you know, they have no one to spend a holiday with. Father, but I believe that you have a plan, an ultimate plan for these people in their lives. So, Father, I cry for them. I cry, Father, for the homeless person who doesn't have a home. In other words, I cry, Father, for the people in the hospital because nowadays you just can't walk in the hospital. I pray for the people who are in prison who are just on top of one another in a pandemic and they have no good outlook. Some are there for life. 
And, and some are going to get out, Father, needing to have a second chance in life. I pray that you allow someone to give them a second opportunity in life. Someone will have compassion and pity on them. But also, Father, I pray that you're able to take your word and put it inside their heart. Where they'll live according to the word. That even when they feel defeated, they will feel the victory of you in their life. That they will cling to you and the essence of who you are and the power of your word. God, I love you today. I thank you in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to get ready because we're getting ready to dive into this thing about Job. And, you know, in Job chapter 38, where we're going to start at, you know, from 3 to 37, it's just uh, rhetoric, people just talking. And God is not giving an answer. So when you look at those chapters from 3 to 37, be like, you know, God is not there yet. One thing I love about God, what he'll do, he'll let you figure it out on your own. He'll let you figure it out on your own. You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, you know, you can talk about things, in other words, and you can get counsel. But the ultimate counsel comes when God shows up. And I want you to understand about the power of prayer. Prayer is how you invoke God into your world. And listening to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit speaks into your spirit. Trust the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to help you and guide you and lead you. Cry out to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I need your help today. Help me because I don't know what I'm going to do. Believe that God cares enough about you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Believe that. Trust that that's a factual thing that you just ain't out here on your own and you're just in this horrific place where you're just out there. Understand that you are not alone and God is with you. And I want to say if you have any prayer requests, please send them so that uh, I can pray over them and trust God with you. What does victory feel like? Now, everybody has talked about what they feel, what was going on in Job's life, right? Everybody had their opinion. Everybody said what they had to say. Now, here comes God. Could you imagine God speaking to you? And this is, I think this is, this, this is always fascinating me about Job. Then the Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkened counsel? by words without knowledge. Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Could you imagine God saying that to you? Stand up like a man. Get yourself ready. It says, you know, then the Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, who is this who darkened counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. God is direct in point. By words without knowledge. God has all the knowledge, all the power in his hands. I want you to know this. God told Job, you're going to be a man today. And I'm going to question you, and you're going to give me an answer. So I want you to understand, when you look at this 
38 in Job. And up, this is God questioning Job. And, and he wants Job to give an answer. And the reason why God wants Job to give an answer is because he's going to show Job that no one has knowledge about what he is doing. We may speculate. We may feel that uh, we are right. But the only one who knows what God is going to do is God himself. Remember like this, I want you to understand this. That God answered to no man, no angels. The reason why God has a kingdom, that he doesn't have to have counsel. And the reason in the Bible why we deal with kings and see kings so we can see a revelation of what it is to be a God. A king doesn't answer to anyone, but only to himself. This is what God, this is what God does. But in He doesn't answer to men. Men answer to him. In other words, in Mark chapter 3, it says, on the night when Jesus decided who was going to be his disciples, it says he chose whom he wanted to be with him. Understand this, God is, is solely in control of your life. Even when you feel like, I gotta say so. I got to say so. But understand this. Now, God had said, and we just read in Job 38, be a man. Y'all wanted to talk. Now we're going to have a conversation. And I'm going to question you. And you're going to answer me. And this is, this is, check this question out that God asked. Tell me, if you have understanding, who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundation fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth issues from the womb? When I made the clouds its garments and thick darkness, its swaddling bands. When I fix my limits for it and set bars and doors, when I said, this far you may come, but no farther. And here's your proof, ways must stop. Have you commanded the morning since your day's beginning? and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it. It takes on form like clay under a seal and stands out like a garment. From the wicked, their light is withheld and their unpraised arms is broken. Have you entered the spring of the sea or have you walked and search the depths. Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Or have you seen the doors of the shadows of death? Have you comprehended the breadth of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. Where is the way in the dwelling of the light and the darkness where its place that you may take it to its territories that you may know the path to, to it 
home. Do you know it? Because you were born then or because the number of your days is great. Have you entered the treasury of the snow or have you seen the treasures of the hell which I have reserved for times of trouble, for the days of battle and war? By what way is light diffused or the east wind scattered over the earth? Now, just check this out. I want to let you see this because I got to stop for a minute. Now, that's up from Job 38 to verse 24. I just want you to know that so you know where I'm at. God lays a barrage of questions on Job. And he's talking about some things, you know. Hey, you know, Job ain't even had time to even think about it. And I want you to know when God begins to question Job, he just doesn't, you know, give him a few bit of things. God gives him a history about who he is and what he's done and how he's done it. God is saying, hey, can you tell me these things? And could you imagine being Job? Now, God told him to be a man. In other words, hey, I want you to stand up because I'm going to question you about some things because, you know, you need to know some things about me. Before anyone tell you anything about me, I'm going to tell it to you myself. Woo, this is, this, is, this is God. This is God speaking. I'm talking about this ain't no angel speaking. This ain't, you know, this ain't no representative speaking. This is God himself talking to Job about some things that he has no knowledge about. You know, I always have been fascinated with verse 22 because it says this. Have you entered the treasure of the snow? Or have you ever seen the treasure of the hell, which I have reserved for times of trouble? Do you know that God can use these things to bless you and protect you at the same time? You know, uh, God has used the hell to defeat the enemies that came after Israel. Snow is a weapon. Did you realize that snow is a weapon? Did you know, did you realize snow can be used as a blessing and hell can be used as a blessing? This is something that I've been knowing for years, that God uses everything in his arsenal. Everything is controlled by God. Nothing is not controlled by God. You know, it's not. Everything is controlled by God. I want you to know that. See, if you know that God is in control, then you can have confidence in him. Because what he's going to do from 38 to 41, he's just, he's just talking, you know, and he's going to let Job, Job is going to give God a rebuttal. God is going to give Job an opportunity to say how he feels. Could you imagine that God gave you an opportunity to stand before him? He's going to question you. He's going to answer you. God is a good God. So if you don't if you don't understand it, then you'll miss who God is. We serve a God that loves us so much that he will allow us to talk to him. He will allow us to question his uh, decision and why things didn't go the way that it should go. He's that type of God. He's going to show up for you. He's going to show up for you. What does victory feel like? Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. 
I just wanted to sh show those things with, share those things with you. And, you know, uh, for the sake of time, because, you know, I, I have to be mindful because, you know, I don't want to lose you because of me rambling. So, you know, I just want to show you that how God does all these things. And when God get ready to let Job answer, you know, he, he's questioning. He's giving Job all these questions. And he's giving Job, you know, time to think about these things. Now, remember, we, we stopped at verse 24 in Job chapter 38. And so what I'm doing is doing just a brief glimpse of certain things before we get to what victory feels like, because I want you to know what victory feels like. Because some of y'all have been feeling defeated for a long time. Don't feel that things work the way that you want them to work. Remember this. If God be for you, who can be against you? Did you hear what I just said? If God is for you, who can be against you? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed that can breathe. In other words, you got to know, in regardless of the, the video that you're watching or the, the, the movie that you are in, that the craftsman, which is God, can rewrite the ending. God can rewrite the ending. Even though in the present, it seems like the ending has been set. In other words, have you watched a movie and you sit there and you be like looking at it and you say, man, I know how this movie is going to end. This is what's going to happen. And then you sit there and then sometimes you are totally correct. Then there's sometimes you can watch a movie where the ending is so jacked up, it got you puzzled. Then sometimes... The ending, the way you might have thought it was going to be, never came that way. I want you to let you know that God is the author, the finisher of your faith. You know that he has the pen in his hand. And he writes it the way he wants it. In other words, he can erase things. <laughs> he can change things. He can change the character of a person. He can give you a whole new attitude. What does victory feel like? Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's side and mind. God loves you. I want you to stay encouraged today in this season. Because this is a difficult season. Because, you know, of the holidays, it's very difficult, in other words. You know, uh, so I just want you, especially with the pandemic, saying that we can't do all the things that we would normally do. You know, uh, we're not going to have certain people around this Christmas that were around last year. I know that for a fact because this would be the first Christmas that my son won't be here. You know, that was, you know, that's, 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 that's devastating to me at the end of the day. But I know he's with God and I praise God for that, that I know where my child is at. Because the word of God said the seed of the righteous will be delivered. So God said he would bring your children for afar off. So, I know my child is with God, but it doesn't stop me from missing him on the earth at the end of the day, you know. Uh, so, and every holiday is going to bring him up. You know, this morning I had a dream about my child. In other words, and it touched my heart, touched my mind, and it stayed with me all day. And it made me just think about it. God and think about him in other words 
Think about that, you know, that moment when he came into the earth. You know, that night that my son was born, it was a night that the Bulls had won their third championship. I live in Chicago. So in other words, uh, in the time that he was born, at 115. And then my second son, birthday is 11-5. So everything has a connection to me because I have one of the memories that remember all these things. So at the end of the day, then I think about my youngest son. He's, he's here. I thank God that he's here. Like I said, the Bulls won the championship, the third championship. They beat Phoenix with Charles Barkley and them. And then my youngest son, the night that he was born, was the first time the Bulls didn't have Michael Jordan because he retired. And it was Scottie Pippen's team, first game of the season. And I was watching it. So I have all these memories about life. And so, I just tell you, I know that sometimes life can be hard. And I want to share that with you. Yeah, life can be hard. But what does victory feel like? Because Job goes through so much. Not because he was an unfaithful man. These things happen to Job because God testified to him to Satan. That very simple. Have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him on the earth, in other words. This is what God says about Job. And then he just tells Satan, don't lay a finger on him. Don't kill him. In other words, he's, he's yours to do whatever you want to. Now, that might seem so unfair. You know, man, God, this man loves you. He's believing in you. He's trusting you. He's doing all the things that he thinks that he could do. He's making sacrifices for his kids daily because he don't want them to offend this awesome God that he loves. This is what Job does. And then it seemed like the reward is so unfair for Job. Have you ever felt like that? You just feel like, God, this is so unfair for you to let this happen to me. God, understand this. God is in control. Even when we lose control and we begin to falter and blame on God. So God is always going to be either the good guy or he's going to be the bad guy. He's going to be the good guy or he's going to be the bad guy. And so now let's get back into Job. So I want to, uh, like I said, we stopped from Job chapter 38, 1 through 24. I just want to show you some of the things that God is doing to, to Job. And then we, when we get to 40, you know, then he's going to be able to give his rebuttal. And so let's roll into Job chapter 39. Do you know the time wild mountain goats bear young? Or can you mark when the deer gives birth? Can you number the months that they fulfill? Or do you know the time when they bear young? They bow down. They bring forth their young. They deliver their offsprings. Their young, their young ones are healthy. They grow strong with grain. They depart and do not return to them. Who will set the wild donkey free? Who loosens the bonds of the organ? 
who whom I have made the wilderness and the barren land he dwells in. He scorns the tumults of the city. He does not heed the shouts of the drivers, the range of the mountains in his pasture. And he searches after every green thing. Will the wild ox be willing to serve you? Will he bid by your manger? Can you bind the wild ox in the furrow with ropes? Or will he plow the valleys behind you? Will you trust him because his strength is greater? Or will you leave your labor to him? Will you trust him and bring him home, bring home your grain and gather it into the threshing floor? See, God is now, he's now he's talking to Job, letting Job know, hey, I control everything. I control these animals. Uh, I'm the one that knows when they're going to do whatever. I know this because I'm ultimately in control. And what God is just really sharing with Job is how magnificent he is, how wondrous he is, and all his majesty and all his power that he has. Because God is getting ready to give him the victory. What does victory feel like? God is about to give it to him. Because it seemed like that when God told Satan that, have you considered my servant Job? When you first read it, you think, man, God is so cruel. But God is going to show you, hey, uh-uh, it ain't going to end that way. So I'm letting you know today, whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. It ain't going to end the way that you think it should end. Because first, when we first look in, you look in the beginning of Job, it seemed like, man, I don't even want to read this, man. This is just too much for me. It's unbearable. Because we can't make it past the first two chapters of Job because it's, it's so hard-hitting. It's, it's detriment to your spirit. But let me tell you about this God that we got, this mighty and powerful God that we have, this mighty and powerful God that we serve. Now, this is, now we're going to skip on down to Job 40. Because now we're going to see God. You know, I want you to read. The reason why I didn't read it all because I want you to go and do some testifying and find out what, if what Danny said is true, be like the Bereans. Go check it out. Say, man, I just can't take this guy's word, man. I'm trying to provoke you to build a relationship with God. Because when it get hard for you, you have to know that God is in control. Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Who, he who rebukes God, let him answer it. I wonder, let's go back. We got to read verse 1 and 2 again. Moreover, the Lord answered Job, Shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, him shall answer him. Now, you Job, right? Because now God, God is through talking. He didn't, you know, he didn't testify about who I, what I do, what I've done. In other words, I don't care what your friends said. I don't care what they said. But now you know me personally, Job, because I didn't told you everything that I want you to know at this present time. In verse three, this is, this is the powerful thing. Because see, what God does is he's going to even bring Job back down to humbleness. This is what Job said. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, 
I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my head over my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will produce no further. Let's look at it again. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am thou. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed, proceed no further. <laughs> oh, wow, you know. God is, can I tell you something? God is good. You know, God is really good because, you know, Job said, hey, I'm vowed. I don't know what to say. Then you know what comes back after that? Then God challenged Job. Because he's going to answer. The Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Would you indeed annul my judgment? Would you condemn me that you may be justified? Have you an arm like God? Or can you thunder with a voice like his? Then adore yourself with majesty and splendor and array yourself with glory and beauty. Disperse the range of your wrath. Look on everyone who is proud and humble him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low. Tread down the wicked in their place. Hide them in the dust together. Bind their faces in hidden darkness. Then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can save you. Ooh-wee. See God? Man, when you, when you hear God talk, when you hear God talk, that's the, you know, when you hear God talk, you have to be humble. And so now we have to find out what this so-called victory feels like because uh, I was talking about 40. And 41, I want you to read on your own because then you'll, you, you'll see that. And now in the most powerful chapter of Job, the mercy and the love of God, what does victory feel like? To someone who's been persecuted, someone who's been beaten down, someone who's been afflicted, someone who feels that they don't matter, this is what victory feels like. So I want y'all to have victory today. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Let's get into the victory so we can celebrate, that we can shout, that we can praise God, that we can dance together. Okay. Now it's time Job to answer. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld. For you ask, who is this who has counsel without knowledge? Therefore I uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Listen, please let me speak. You said I would question you, and you should answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore I absorb myself. And repent, dust and ashes. Man, you hear what Job said to God? He said, this is what Job says to God. Listen, let's, let's look at this again because you got to see it. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful when the man comes to the point of repentance. This, this, this is beautiful. 
Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You ask, who is this who has counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Listen, please let me speak. You said I would question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I absorb myself and repent in dust and ashes. Let me tell you something. See, God is invisible. And Job said, I see you because you know why? Because everything that's created around him in his world was created by God. That's what he sees. He sees the creation that God has created. He sees everything. See, you think that he might have saw a, a vision of God. He saw the world. He saw the trees. He understood the animals. He understood that everything, the sky, the stars, the moon, the sun, was created by God. He had a personal revelation who God was. So he said he heard about them, by people's testimony about God. But because God spoke to him, he had an ultimate conclusion that everything, everything is controlled by God. Amen. I just had to get excited because I was excited. Remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And no, I got to hurry up for the sake of time. So because I want you to know what victory feels like. Victory feels like when God answers your prayer. That's the whole thing with victory is. When God answers your prayer, that's what victory is. And so it was after the Lord had spoken these words to Job that the Lord said, tell Eliphaz and Tenemite, my wrath is aroused against you and your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right. And my servant Job, now therefore, take for yourself seven bulls, seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer it up for yourself a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you, for I will accept him, lest I deal with you accordingly to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz, Tenemite, and Bilidad, the Shuiite, and Zophar, the Namiite, went and did as the Lord commanded them. And the Lord accepted Job. Let me tell you something about the power of prayer. God said, hey, because y'all been talking crazy about me, I want y'all to see that I have a relationship with Job. Job is going to pray for y'all, and I'm going to accept what he says. So just think what the, 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 the revelation, the power behind that. What if Job decided to be a man and say, no, uh-uh, they got to pay. God would have took their lives because Job had that ability. But because Job was a humble person, he's not going to pray that. He's going to pray that God loved them and give them the revelation of who he is. So, see, Sometimes you just got to know that God is in control, even when it feels like he's not in control. And now when I, uh, and, and I'm going to be real brief so we can, for the sake of time. And the Lord restored Job's loss when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. 
then all his brethren, all his sisters, and all those who have been acquainted before came to him and ate food with him in his, in his house. And they consoled him and comforted him from all the adversities that the Lord had brought upon him. Each gave him a piece of silver, each a ring of gold. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. I'm going to stop right there because I want you to, I want you to see what God gave him. Because if I tell you what God gave him, then you ain't going to find out. But it said that God gave him twice as much. God had his friends come to him. He had people from all around come and comfort him. Let me tell you something. God's going to give you the victory. I believe in my spirit and my soul that this was a word from God. But those who feel that they don't know what victory feel like, this is what victory feel like. God will restore and give you twice as much as you lost. So whatever you feel that you have lost, trust in God, believe in him, stand firm on his word. Remember the title of the message. What does victory feel like, Job? I want to tell you that I love you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want you to stay encouraged. I want you to be blessed. I want you to trust God in this season. I love you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.